Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is probably going to get pretty scared tonight. Brand Siegel, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Yes, we are. Uh, we're off to Halloween weekends tonight, um, which will be fun. Haunted houses and stuff. I uh, do not enjoy haunted houses. I'm gonna enjoy mm. everyone we're gonna be with. Um, a lot of our friends um, and my girlfriend will be there, but. Um, I, Trevor, I, I think you're going to see a new side of me tonight. I am, I am a scared man. I really am. Actually, you've seen that. You've seen me very afraid of like spiders and stuff. So it, this might be customary for you. Uh, but I, I, every house we walk in, I'm going to be, uh, just deathly afraid. I will not be having the most fun in the houses outside of them. Great time. I'm going to be enjoying myself inside. I don't know. Maybe not as much. Yeah, and, and I'm very excited. I mean, I've never been to Halloween weekends. It's at Cedar Point. I've never been to Cedar Point before, um, which I think for most of our listeners probably live in Ohio. I've lived in Ohio most of my life, and I've never been to Cedar mm-hmm. Point. That's probably a pretty wild thing to other people, mm-hmm. um, considering people come from all over the country to go to Cedar Point. But I'm I'm very excited for it uh, just in general. I have been to a lot of haunted houses as a kid, um, so I love them. So I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it should be a good time. Um, but look, Trevor, we got a we got a pod today. We don't have Ben O'Brien. This is this is I think two in a row, uh, without Ben O'Brien. Um, and and Mr. O'Brien at this point, he this is I mean true slacking he was here behavior. Last weekend, I don't remember that. This is true slacking behavior. <laughs> um, uh, he wasn't on Five Seconds of Fame. He wasn't on this podcast today. I mean, this is just terrible. Um, it, it, what are we going to do about this? Nothing. What? What do you the, mean? I I get scolded every time I'm not on. And what's going on? With, <laughs> he's missing. He's missing every episode all the time. I haven't seen him. I haven't heard from him in two months. He hasn't been on an episode in two months. Two from what months. I remember. What I remember. Uh. Well, as we all know, your memory's not the best. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Um. But I miss Ben. I'm Team Ben. So, uh. Yeah. We'll, we'll we miss him, and he will be back soon. Fair enough. All right, let's get into the episode today because, Trevor, you should be really excited. We actually have NBA news. Unfortunately, it's probably not the <laughs> NBA news you want to talk about, um, but we did have a massive trade um, in the NBA world. Uh, Damian Lillard is officially off the Blazers. He went to the Bucks. I'm going to quickly go through the trade, and then I'm just going to hand it off to you, Trevor, to, to give your, your high-level thoughts. The Bucks got Damian Lillard. The Blazers got Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani. Did I say that right? Yeah. Tumani. Camera, 2029. Dayton huh? Flyer. Ben, Ben's going to roast you for that pronunciation. Oh, well, did he, he go to Dayton? Dayton? He played oh, for Dayton. Okay, interesting. 2029 first round uh, pick from the Bucks and a pick swap with the Bucks. The Suns, the third team of the deal, they got Yosef Nurkic, Nazir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. Um, so this trade uh, looks very interesting. I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on it um, from an unbiased perspective <laughs> yeah let's hear it trevor so there's well there's three teams that we can give the perspectives of and then honestly there's a fourth team i could also give the perspective of that wasn't involved in this trade but it affects them greatly that's the miami heat um but i'm going to start with the uh milwaukee bucks because they are the team that got damian lillard um they moved off of drew holiday um you know and grayson allen as well 
uh, less important, but they move off with Drew Holiday. They get Damien Lillard. And I guess on, on first reaction, I was surprised that this is where Damien Lillard landed. I wasn't surprised that the trade, I, I kind of thought the trade was going to happen kind of soon. It was just a matter of when, and I didn't really know where he would go, honestly, because, you know, for a while it seemed like Miami was the most likely team he was going to go to. And then we got a number of reports saying that, you know, they hadn't really been in talks, hadn't been engaged. Um, so it was like, well, who could the other teams be? Uh, I think Toronto, the Toronto Raptors were a team that people were talking about. It's like, well, maybe Toronto, they have the assets, they can make it happen. And I was like, well, maybe. But I think the question, um, well, I guess before I get into the how this affects the Bucks is like, um, you know, Damian Lillard really wanted to go to the Heat. He didn't want to go to any other team. And from that standpoint, I think if you're a team that's not the Heat, it's kind of risky um, because you you do have to be at least somewhat worried um, that Damian Lillard is not going to be happy there and is not going to want to stay long term. Um, so that's something I was thinking about. Now, he went to the Milwaukee Bucks, which... Obviously, Damian Lillard, it's very important to him to win. That's a that's a reason why he wanted to go to Miami. He, he thought he'd have a really good chance to win. And there weren't a lot of other teams that were engaged in these talks that I think we would have thought of as potential contenders if they got Dame. Like the Raptors, I don't think Dame would have made the Raptors a contender in the East. Would he have made the Brooklyn Nets a contender in the East? I, I'm not as confident in that either. But a team like the Bucks, who wasn't really... Um, in the forefront um, in terms of like teams that were being discussed. Um, this is obviously a contender with Dame. And in fact, they might be the front runner. I mean, the Dame Giannis pick and roll, I think is going to be really good uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, having them to hopefully Chris Middleton is, you know, fully healthy coming into this season and he can return at least close to the form he was in a few years ago when they won the championship. But this is an improvement for the Bucks. Damian Lillard um, is definitely an improvement over Drew Holiday, especially on the offensive end. Um, last year in the playoffs, Drew Holiday was very inefficient on the offensive end. I think he shot about 45% from two, 33% from three. I don't have the numbers in front of me, so this is just off memory. I might be wrong. Off the dome. Um, but he was not inefficient in that playoff series against the Miami Heat. He did not play well. Jimmy Butler kind of destroyed him. You know, he has this reputation as being one of the best guard defenders, and he absolutely is, regardless of how that series played out. But he did not look good in that series. So I think when you also add into the part of there's been rumors about is Giannis happy in Milwaukee? Is he getting impatient in a couple of years? Will he look to leave Milwaukee? I think the Bucks were a little desperate here, and they made a, a big swing and I think a really good one, I think a necessary one to get Damian Lillard because obviously I'm a big fan of Damian Lillard. I think he's one of the best 10 to 12 players in the NBA. And pairing him with Giannis is an incredible pairing. It's a big, uh, you know, uh, upgrade over Drew Holiday on the offensive end. On the defensive end, obviously it's not. Damian Lillard's not a very good defender. Drew Holiday is one of the best defenders. So I understand that, but I do still think that when you have um, you know, your defensive anchor when you you have Giannis and Brooke Lopez behind you. If you're Damian Lillard and you, you know, have trouble guarding the uh 
Jimmy Butler's of well, he wouldn't guard Jimmy Butler, but guarding like some of these other really good guards, like a Jalen Brown, Shagulis Alexander, Shagulis Alexander. Yeah, I was th- I was thinking about mainly in the East, but yeah, you can go in the okay. West as well, like Jamal Murray. Um, there, there's so many different guards that it's going to be tough for Damian Lillard to go up against in a potential playoff series. Um, you know, James Harden stays with the 76ers, um, you know, but there's so many other teams, even like a Tyler Hero with Miami. So Tyler yeah. Mitchell. Don, oh, yeah, that's a big one. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. Absolutely. So that's one good thing that I think people are going to be worried. Like, well, Damian Lowe is not a good defender. But when you have, um, you know, players like Giannis and Brooke Lopez behind you that are really good defenders in the paint, that helps because he didn't have that in Portland, really, for the most part. I mean, uh, the Portland team, I mean, you had Yusuf Nurkic, who wasn't really known as a great defender. Damian Lillard really never played with like great defensive bigs. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge was, I guess, decent when he was there, but that was when Damian Lillard was young. So the point is with the Bucks, I think this is an upgrade for sure. Um, I mean, Damian Lillard has been a part of some massive uh, playoff games. He's hit some crazy game winners, some of the best game winners in the history of the league. Um, so I just think it's a fantastic fit with Giannis and I do lean toward them being the favorites in the East. And I think them and the nuggets are neck and neck for the overall favorite. I, my instinct says that I lean the bucks over the nuggets, but that one is extremely close. Um, so now I guess I'll go to the Portland perspective quickly. Portland gets Drew holiday, Deandre. And, um, those are really the most important things to get a couple picks and stuff too. But I think you're saying the Dayton player isn't, important no he's not. oh you're insulting ben i think ben would ben ben would agree this he is would, an insult agree. to ben i think ben would agree um but you get deandre and you get drew holiday drew holiday is not going to stay in portland they're going to try to move off of him get more compensation maybe they can get a few more picks um i think this was fantastic what portland did i i'm surprised frankly that they were able to get this much um for for dame in this deal i think they did an incredible job doing it and them being patient them not uh just taking the heats off or unfortunately it it paid off for them so good job portland you did great because now you have drew holiday you're going to be able to get younger pieces picks for him and you have deandre ayton who yes the thing in Phoenix didn't go well, but he's still a very talented player. And, you know, you're a young team, you're rebuilding. Why not take the rest on DeAndre Ayton, who could be, could turn into a fantastic player for you. And I think he's still like 25 years old, I want to say, something like that. Um, so I think that's uh, fantastic for Portland. Now, the Sun side, uh, I don't think was very good. Um, I, I get that, you know, the Ayton relationship wasn't going well, but they got back. Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. Can any one of these players play crunch time in a big playoff game? I don't think so. Nurkic, maybe, maybe he can, he's, but he hasn't been very good the past couple of years. Grayson Allen certainly cannot. We have seen that. He gets picked on over and over again in the playoffs. He's a big reason why the Bucks <laughs> have been unsuccessful the past couple of years. Um, Nasir Little is just pretty unproven, you know. Obviously had a, you know, he was a really good recruit coming out, played Carolina, but it hasn't really panned out for him. Keon Johnson, still super young, you know, he, he's second, third year, but it's, you know, the Suns are contending now. So I don't think Keon Johnson is going to contribute that much to the Suns team right now. So I don't really know what the Suns were thinking here. I think they could have gotten better for Aiton, but then again, 
maybe that relationship was just really bad and they just had to uh, try to get off of him before the season started. But those are just some of my thoughts uh, from each team's perspective. I think overall the Bucks did. They got better. Um, this was a great move for them. Portland, it's a fantastic move. For the Suns, I do not like it. I think it's a bad move. But uh, Brandon, I wanted to hear some of your thoughts on this trade. Yeah, so to me, looking at this just like blank slate, like what what's going on in this trade? You have two players in this trade that wanted out of their teams. And I think that's important to, to mention here. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, who wanted out, and Damian Lillard, who wanted out. I, I think considering all of those things, all the teams didn't do that bad. Um, some better than others. I definitely agree a little bit, especially with how Nurkic played last year. Maybe not quite as good. If Nurkic can can improve a little bit and get back to, I mean, when Nurkic was like really good, like what three years ago or two. I years mean, ago? he was like when they made the run in twenty nineteen. He was a decent center. Like he he was solid, but he's never been like all star caliber or anything. Yeah. But I mean, he's he's all right. You know, <laughs> he's he's decent, but it's just tough. Like I wonder. Like, do the Suns try to play small ball when they're in the playoffs? Or maybe they're going to look, I don't know, maybe maybe they're just going to try to add someone else along the season. I, I It's going to be tough. Yes, they have they have Durant Booker, Bradley Beal. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure um, about, you know, the Suns because you, you do still have to have a big, I understand that, like, yes, no one can stop Nikola Jokic, but you need someone there that's going to be like a, a good defender to at least try to slow him down a little bit. Um, and you have to go against Anthony Davis, potentially with the Lakers. Like, it's it's not going to be easy. So I, I just didn't love this from Suns. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It does make sense. I mean, Aiden had to go. He They weren't going to sign him. Seems like he was unhappy there. Um, definitely good. He got a fresh start um in portland so we'll see i do agree mostly i I think the bucks are a big winner in this um they they to me have propelled themselves in a better position um to win a championship and that's that's ultimately what you got to do um but yeah anything else you want to mention before we move on um to get to uh the the sport of football yeah i think the only other thing is like you know damian lillard he was in portland for 11 seasons i mean he had a great time made seven all-star teams um, you know, quite a few all NBA teams. The best team that the Blazers had with Dame was that 2019 team where they got to the conference finals um, before getting sweeped by the Warriors. Um, but that organization just, they really never gave Dame like, like really solid pieces. I mean, he had CJ McCollum. That was the best player he had to play with him. He had LaMarcus Aldridge, but that was so early in his career um, that it was, it wasn't really the timelines didn't exactly mix in an ideal way. And then outside of that, I mean, Nurkic was a solid player, but they never really gave him, I think, the piece that were necessary to try to uh, contend in the league. And I, I think that's unfortunate. And I, you know, I've understood for years that if Lillard wanted to leave, it would make sense because they've just never been able to put together uh, good teams around him. So um, he's obviously going to have a bet much better chance in Milwaukee and we will see what happens. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, obviously the other piece of this is the heat perspective. This makes, this is a huge blow to the heat because they haven't really gotten anyone now. You know, they waited on this Dame thing. That's where they, uh, tried to, they tried to go and it was clear that their assets weren't quite good enough. Um, certainly not as good as what this Milwaukee offer was. And they didn't even resign some of those their other guys. Like Max Struess went to the Cavs. Gabe Vincent went to the Lakers. So the Heat are undisputed, like 
it's undisputed that they are worse. Um, so that that stinks, and it's kind of another big star that they've kind of swung on and have missed recently. So that's really the only other piece of it. But regardless, um, it's going to be fun to watch Damon Giannis play together. I'll oh, tell yeah. you that. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's uh, let's move along here to college football. Um, we have our first slate of of true conference games. Um, we're very excited about that. We are recording this podcast a day early, so we have not seen these games. So we are going to quickly talk about uh, just games we're excited for. Um, the biggest one in my mind, Trevor, is Notre Dame Duke. I'm really excited to see Riley Leonard, who is a projected first round pick, go up against a a difficult defense in Notre Dame. Notre Dame is coming off a tough loss um, to Ohio State uh, that they really probably should have won. Um, you know, if we look at Duke, Duke has played Clemson. That was a, a another really good defense that they played. And uh, this is just going to be another great test uh, for Riley Leonard to keep on improving his draft stock. Um, so I, I'm excited to see this. Ultimately, Riley Leonard's gone so under the radar. Like, I feel like he should be in the Heisman conversation. Um, and he's just not really, um, which is super interesting. I mean, if you look at his stats on the year, they aren't like beautiful looking. Um, but I mean, he's the reason this team is winning as many games as they are. Um, and I think he's really going to come into himself at the end of the year. Um, so very excited about that game. Uh, the other game I'm probably, uh, most excited about, um, would be Kansas, Texas. Just another test for, for Texas. I really think Texas is the real deal. I'm very excited to see that game, Trevor, um, and see how Texas can play against another ranked opponent. It is at home. Um, they haven't played a ranked opponent away, uh, from my knowledge, um, Oh, no, they played in Alabama. Alabama. I forgot they did play in Alabama. I thought that game was in Texas. So they have played a ranked opponent away. That's my fault. Um, Next weekend, we got Oklahoma-Texas. So this is a a nice warm-up game uh, for what's going to be a very tough test next week. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm definitely most excited about this Duke-Notre Dame game. I think it's going to be a very good game. You know, Duke is the home team. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about Carolina, North Carolina potentially being becoming a football school. Can Duke become a football school? I think if they win this game, it would it would go a long way. It would, you know, it would help the case of is Duke a football school? Um, so I'm very excited for that game tonight um on ABC. Uh you mentioned obviously the Texas Kansas game. I think honestly, I think it's gonna be a pretty easy win for Texas. Um I I, I don't think they're gonna have too tough of a time. Um, I'm even interested. I'm looking at uh, Florida's going to Kentucky. Um, I think that'll be an interesting SEC matchup. Florida, I think they upset Tennessee, I want to say. They're 22nd in the country, so I think that'll be an interesting one. Um, And those are kind of uh, some of the better games. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can look at, like, could Auburn at least give Georgia a scare? Maybe they're at home. I mean, you never know with some of those SEC games. Maybe Auburn could at least be a an interesting test there for Georgia. Ole Miss and LSU, that's another one. I expect that to be a really interesting game. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. I'm just scrolling down, looking at these games. I think those are kind of the best games of the day. Yeah, 100%. Um, any like other thing you want to be looking at you're watching for? Uh, in college football, because I I think one thing I'm watching for I'm interested to see Georgia and Michigan um, have had some weird non-conference games. They're one and two. I'm interested to see their their first like real conference games. We're getting into the real part of the season uh, for these teams. How can they play against conference opponents? Yeah. Um, Auburn's three and one. I don't think Auburn's that terrible of a football team. Um, I'm not saying Auburn's great. 
uh, in any way. They haven't necessarily beaten anyone that great, and they aren't, you know, putting up tons of points. Um, but I'm interested to see how Georgia can compete against them. Michigan, Nebraska is not a good football team. Uh, they, they just aren't good. Um, so I'm interested to see how uh, Michigan plays. If this is another close game. I, I'm putting the concern meter on Michigan. Um, this should be another game where they, they really win. It's also their first away game of the season. Um, so this is going to be a very big test for Michigan. I'm excited to see where they where it pans out. Any other college thoughts that you want to get through before we move on? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I really do. I'm not, I'm not going to predict that Auburn's going to win that game. But I think like their defense could really give Georgia some challenges. I think the issue will be, can Auburn score enough points to beat them? But I could see this being like a low scoring game. Maybe Auburn yeah. early on, they're up like like maybe it's like 10 to nothing, like close to halftime. And we're like, what's going on with Georgia? And then they turn on the second half and and win like 24 to 13 or something yep. like that. I could see something like that happening. All right. Well, let's move along here to our, our final subject of the day. That is the NFL. Um, so we are recording this a little bit early. Um, not on Sunday. Well, I guess this would be the same if we record on Sunday anyway. Um, but uh, some takeaways from last week. Uh, the biggest one has to be the Dolphins uh, putting up the third highest score of all time uh, in the NFL, scoring 70 points. That offense just seems – they didn't even have Jalen Waddle. They didn't have one of the best receivers in the NFL, and they scored 70 points. I mean, that's that's wild. That is a, a crazy outcome. 70 to 20 versus the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos are not a good football team. Are they going to get crossed off or uh, go, are they going to go to tribal council and probably get, you know, thrown out here soon? Yeah, but that's not the point. All right. 70 points on an NFL team is an unreal stat line, Trevor. Unreal. It, yeah, it, it's definitely unreal. Uh, this Dolphins offense looks incredible. And I, I think we kind of briefly talked about it, but Tua has been playing some of the, he's playing the best football I've ever seen him play in the NFL. I've been very impressed as someone who was skeptical of him last year. Um, I've been very impressed by how two has played so far in this game, completed 23 of his 26 passes, four touchdowns, no interceptions. I think he's been fantastic. Um, you know, I, I think we normally do our QB rankings at the end of the season. Um, if you have a, if you just take a screenshot of right now, I think he might be a top 10 quarterback. And I know you agree with that yeah. because you had him there already. I was going to say, this is, you I keep on saying how surprised you are. He played so well before he got concussed last year. Really, really well. Mm, he had I like, he had like 10 or nine touchdowns in like four games. He was really good. And then he just got concussed super early. Um, and they, they, they you know, it, it wasn't up to snuff. Granted, I, I think this is also something important to note. I, I do think two is good. I definitely think he's a top 10 quarterback right now. Um, the, the biggest thing about Tua is that he's playing with what I would say is the best player in the NFL right now, and that's Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Tyreek Hill seems like uh, just like an unreal level of talent is, is coming out, uh, and he's he's been just unreal. He's so good, and I would say he's the best player in the NFL, best non-quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, uh, along with that, they, they have running backs. that Their running game, they don't even have good running backs, but their running game just opens up so much because you have to put nine of the 11 players on Tariq Hill. Uh, and the other two got to go on Jalen Waddle uh, when he's out there. So now the run game can just run up the middle pretty much. I mean, uh, we had Arcane. He had 205 yards rushing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Broncos are bad, but those are still NFL players out there at the end of the day. Um, so that was just, it was just an unreal game. I, I, I don't even know how else to describe it. 
Um, the Cowboys, we were seemingly put the Cowboys on this super high pedestal. We saw uh, the Cowboys, Ravens were another team this past week. Um, they came down uh, to earth a little bit. They seemed to be on, on some highs there. Uh, they came down to earth. And the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals, Trevor, our first Tribal Council evictee were the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, they it's not like they lost by one point. They lost by 12 points. They lost by two possessions. 28-16, yeah. to 16, uh, they beat the Cowboys. Uh, definitely a come-down-to-earth game. That was uh, a wild result. Yeah, it, it, it definitely was. And I think after week one on the podcast, we were talking about, like, there's always games that you look back two months later and you're like, these games did not matter at all. And... Like, Josh Dobbs, I think, has played pretty well. I think, arguably, he's played just as well as Kyler Murray would have, honestly. He's looked he's looked pretty solid in this game. Seven, complete 17 of his 21 passes, one touchdown. He, you know, he played pretty well. Um, so he's looked, I think, better than most people would expect. Doesn't necessarily look like, uh, you know, some of these other terrible backups and, frankly, some of these other terrible starters that we're seeing. Uh, like the one over in New York, um, but he's looked good. But at the end of the day, is Daniel I, Jones that bad? No, not I'm not definitely not talking <laughs> about Daniel Jones. Um, but um, I, I do still think that we're gonna look back at this as a game that really didn't matter because I I still do have a lot of faith in the Cowboys overall. Um, but it you know it 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 put a little pause. I think I was getting very hyped up about the Cowboys, and I think this was just like wait wait a second just take take, just take a small step back and that's what i've done but i still think the cowboys are one of the better teams in the nfl i'm not you know we we will see but there's another game that also may have not have mattered um but yeah go ahead we'll we'll get there in a second because i i have to make one comment on this trevor you say you believe in the cowboys you all always talk about how cursed the browns are the cowboys are just as cursed they are just as cursed especially in our lifetime they're just as cursed but they're uh, they're a good version of curse. Not they a are a good version. version of curse. They still make the playoffs almost every year. Nevertheless, very cursed. Um, and uh, I I'm I'm surprised that you have a ton of faith in the Cowboys. I do not have that much faith in the Cowboys. I think they'll be a good team, not a great team, and either barely uh, miss the playoffs or barely make the playoffs. It's their um, talent. They'll lose that that first game, whoever they play. That it's, first like a, game. it's like a, it's like a shiny, it's like a shiny thing. It's like when you want to like buy, a, like a. You know what it is? I went to the grocery store this morning, yeah. right, Brandon? You did, yeah. And I went to Market District. You did. And I walked through the dessert section, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I see that chocolate cake. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, yeah. I see peanut butter brownies. Yeah. Oh, there's a pumpkin roll there. Oh, there's some chocolate chip cookies. And it's like all these shiny things. Mm -hmm. That's like the Cowboys because I think they're, without a doubt, one of the top three most talented teams in the NFL. They're insanely talented. They have Micah Parsons, the best defensive player in the league. They have Dak Prescott, who I still think is a, a solid quarterback. I mean, he's probably top 10. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, you know, and they have all this talent, but it just seems like they. In the biggest moments, and again, this is a, just a regular season game, but historically, last season, in the biggest moments, they just they just disappoint you. Just it just comes out of nowhere. Um, that's why they did not play off game against the 49ers. They should have won that game. And that's that's the thing with the Cowboys. They they always they look on paper, and even when you watch them most of the time, not in this Cardinals game, but usually they look like an incredible football team. But there's always that worry that in the biggest moment they're gonna disappoint. Yeah, no, I 
I 100% agree. They they always tend to disappoint. I would compare the Dallas Cowboys to if you were walking on a sidewalk, you're just walking in like a neighborhood and you see a really shiny thing on the ground and you're like so excited. You're like, oh my God, maybe it's like a, a rare gem or like, a, 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 you know, just this rare item you could pick up. You go over and you see it's a shiny penny. That's what I think of the Cowboys. They are a shiny penny. They always look really good and they end up being worth one cent. Just not that good. Um, so we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong with the Cowboys this year. Who knows? It's America's team, right, Trevor? America's team. Nah, that would be the New England Patriots. No, the New England Patriots are not America's team. Let's move on, though. As you were talking about, we had another team that we had very high hopes for just get destroyed. 37-17, Texans beat the Jags. Trevor, what is up with our evictions? Our, our tribal councils are not going well. We're, we're getting rid of these the best players, maybe. What, what's going on? I, I don't know. I... The Jaguars only putting up 17 points, getting destroyed by the Texans. This this game wasn't even close. Um, they won by 20 points. They won by 20 points. Three possessions. The Jaguars are now one and two. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about them here in a little bit. Um, just in general, but this is another game. Will will it matter? Will it not? I don't know. The Cardinals Cowboys game I think definitely won't matter. This one just might not. But who knows? Maybe it will because you know I haven't watched the Texans at most. They're not. You know, as far as my Sunday ticket rankings, the Texans are not near the top of that list, right? But I have heard, and this is just me based off going off of other people's opinions, me listening to podcasts. There are a lot of people that have been very impressed by CJ Stroud this season. Mm -hmm. um, and I haven't seen it, but his numbers look really good and people have been very impressed. So shout out to CJ Stroud. The Texans, they're, they, they look interesting. And I think that the Texans, even though regardless of this result, they still aren't a good team, I don't think. Um, I think this division sucks. I think it does. Um, and that gives them a chance. It gives them a chance. So as as someone who has watched the Texans live this year, first game of the year, Stroud looks really good. He, I mean, he's not going to throw 30 touchdowns this year. But in terms of a rookie quarterback, he looks really solid with bad weapons. He's not throwing to anyone. It's not like Damian Pierce is running five yards a carry. It's not like they're opening up the offense. Um, so this is a, a person who looks really good without these super great weapons. It's not like he's in Miami or Dallas with great weapons that both those teams have. He's, he just doesn't have weapons. Um, and he's done really well. Now, every other aspect of the Texans, I think, stinks. But ultimately, if you have decent to good quarterback play, you can do you can do some stuff like this. And it seems like Stroud might be a solid quarterback in the league. You know, how 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 do we how do we even evaluate quarterbacks now? Because I feel like it's just a crapshoot. It's like it's I, so I interesting. I, I've talked about this before on the podcast. You look at every position in the NFL outside of quarterback, and there's like the top universities. They come out of like like Ohio State does good with cornerbacks and receivers specifically. You look at Alabama secondary and like D line has always been really good. Offensive linemen we have like Michigan, Wisconsin, Alabama. Um, you know, we, all these like really big schools are known for certain things. You know, Oklahoma uh, has had some really good uh, pass passing options, tight ends, receivers, USC, great receivers, running backs. Quarterbacks come from everywhere, just everywhere. Um, more recently, it's been a little more Alabama and Ohio State. They've been drafting a lot of quarterbacks. But um, I, I think if you look at like look at like the really good quarterbacks in the league, Patrick Mahomes was at Texas Tech. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen was at Wyoming. Yeah. Lamar Jackson was at Louisville it's just like random schools you just pluck these quarterbacks out of um and like you see like they're just they're they're good or they're not good it, it seems like the evaluation of quarterback talent is almost impossible yeah it is almost impossible and there's no singularity as like what works i mean you have mac jones who was at alabama he was 
great at Alabama. Stinks in the NFL. You look at Zach Wilson, BYU, stinks in the NFL. It's like, how do we evaluate this? Is it small schools are good? Are they bad? You know? You look mm-hmm. at Daniel Jones at Duke. Eh, he's all right. We'll see. He's, he's been all right. He's been all right. He got a new contract. So I think it's just like it's just hard to figure out what's good and what's not. The Ohio State quarterbacks, they all come out hype, overhyped. You look at Justin Fields. He's been terrible. Terrible yeah. this year. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's impossible to evaluate quarterbacks. Yeah, because like, and it, again, it's early with these rookie quarterbacks, and I don't think it's fair to make like a complete judgment on you know quarterback whether they're playing good, bad, whatever. You know, Bryce Young hasn't looked so good. Um, Anthony Richardson, we only got like one game; he got hurt, so we you know don't really have a fair thing. But like, just look at Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. I I thought that Bryce Young was certainly better than C.J. Stroud coming into the well, not like a ton better, but I thought he was better. And so far, Stroud has played better than you know. Bryce Young, I think the main worry about Stroud was, well, everything is set up perfectly for him at Ohio State. He has this, these amazing wide receivers. He's going to play with worse wide receivers in the NFL than he plays it in college. <laughs> and, you know, despite that, he has played well. So I just think it's interesting. Um, it's interesting that it, it kind of is a crapshoot. But, um, yeah, I mean, as far as other takeaways for the week, um, we mentioned the Dolphins. That was the biggest one. We talked about, uh, you know, some of those other games that didn't matter. The Browns, another big statement when their defense, again, might might be the best defense in the NFL. If not, it's top three. Um, Packers Saints had a pretty uh, good nail-biter game. The Packers pulled that one out. Um, the Bills seem to be just fine now. Um, after their bad week one showing, they have now destroyed, you know, and they played two bad teams, but they have looked uh very dominant uh we're gonna see them play a very good team this week so um but yeah those are just some of my takeaways from this week the Bengals did get a win that they desperately needed against the rams on monday night um and the lions um make a a little bit of a statement win over the packers 34 to 20 on on thursday so the lions are now three and one and they look pretty solid Lions are a really good football team. They 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 can contend for more than a playoff spot, I think. I think they could even contend to win a game in the playoffs. Um, but Trevor, I think it's time for a little concernometer. We're 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 three full games in the season, some teams four. Um, and I, I think we can we can we're gonna go over our concernometer here. We're gonna go zero to ten how concerned we are, ten being very concerned, zero being not that concerned. First team I wanna talk about is the Dallas Cowboys. They're two and one, they're coming off this bad loss um to the uh who who did they who did they lose? Did they lost to the Cardinals? Yes, uh, by like seventeen or whatever I said earlier. How concerned are you for the Dallas Cowboys? So I'm gonna give the Cowboys a three um, on the concernometer. Um, so obviously ten would be the highest level of concern. Um, the Cowboys are still a really good team. This is this is a little bit of a a blip in the radar. However. I think it just, again, we already talked about it, but it's a reminder of, you know, once it comes playoff time, I think that's really all that matters with the, with the Cowboys. Like, they're going to be a good regular season team. I'm, I'm not worried from that standpoint. They're going to get back on track. Um, but you always worry about the Cowboys in the playoffs. So it, it's a three for me. Not super concerned, but, you know, just a little... Uh, just a little foot on the, foot on the break. Just, you know, for myself. <laughs> so... The Cowboys, I, I, I'm going to give uh, a two. I, I think one loss here, I'm, I'm not that concerned. They've played really well in the other two games. This was a comeback down-to-earth game. I think teams need this type of game. 
So I'm I'm not concerned about them. It's the same thing with the Ravens. I'm, I'm they have a lot of like the Ravens, for example, have a lot of injuries. The Cowboys, I think, just they needed this one game to come back down to earth. I'm not concerned about them. I know I was just saying that they're a cursed franchise, and they are. They're not going to win the Super Bowl, but um, I I think they're still going to be a good team, and I I I'm not taking too much away from them it's at some, this point. Some concern though. I gave mean, him a two. I didn't give him a zero. Mm. A two is a minor amount of concern. You, you don't think they have any chance of winning the Super Bowl? No. Okay. No, I do That's, not. I mean, because those are their expectations, right? So, like, I, if you don't if, think If you that, were part of the Dallas Cowboys and you're expecting a Super Bowl, that's crazy to me. They have the talent to do so. They should expect it. But they, they didn't get much better than they were last year, and they weren't close last year. They were close last year. Well, they were not that the close. Eagles, the Eagles were really good. Yeah, the Eagles were but, good. The Niners are way better than them. No, they, no, no. The, they were, the Niners were not way better. They were, those the teams Niners were, are way better than them this year. Those teams were 50-50 last year, and the Cowboys blew the game. The Cowboys should have beaten the Niners. Maybe they should they have beaten them. The but Eagles like, would have beat them, but like the Cowboys should have beaten but the I, Niners. But I just don't think the Niners were way better. I mean, the Ravens nah. almost beat the Bengals in that in the playoff game, and the, Bang, the Bengals were a way better football team than the Ravens. No, nah, I think the Niners and Cowboys were 50-50 last year. This year, they're definitely not 50-50. <laughs> they're not. Uh, I, I mean, after this Cards game, also, I, there was I no would Purdy agree. Also, no Purdy in that game, right? Or did he get hurt in that game? Uh, I don't remember. He might have gotten hurt. Yeah. But, it, but I thought those teams were very close. I mean, I, the like if we're doing powering today, Cowboys are still like top six or seven. They just yeah, are. They've had a really good start. They're so talented. But I I agree. They've had a good start. I so so they're close. So they are kind of close. But as we know, they they always blow it. But their expectations. If I'm in the Cowboys organization, anything less than a Super Bowl is a disappointment. Mm. It just is. I think there's they have the talent. If you go into the year and you're not like like if you weren't if you weren't one of the, like the top three, four placing teams the year prior. I don't think you should have like Super Bowl aspirations. If, if they're healthy, the, the expectation should be a Super Bowl. I think there's like like some of the teams that I think any, here are the teams that I would say anything less than Super Bowl is a disappointment. The Chiefs, every yeah. year is a disappointment if they don't win Super Bowl. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say, so the Bengals, it's tricky now because they're dealing with these no, injuries. The Bengals stuff. are in there. The Bengals are in there. They just made a Super Bowl two years ago. Right. That's but your aspirations. It's, you know, it's, Another thing it's about kind the of Bengals, tricky. But Another thing with the Bengals is they have to pay. They just paid Burrow, and they got to pay Chase and yeah. Higgins. So this is like the best they're going to get here because so, they're not keeping up. Yeah, so Chiefs, Bengals, I'd throw the Bills in there, mm-hmm. which the Bills have been disappointing the past couple of years. They've they also, have, but they've made AFC championships. Similar to the Cowboys, they've kind of you know just disappointed in the biggest moments. So I'd throw those three teams. Would you add anyone else in the AFC? I mean, if the Ravens can never get healthy, I don't think it's fair to expect them to win the Super Bowl. I, I don't so think I wouldn't put the Ravens. I wouldn't in put there. the Ravens. They're probably in the tier below where the Cowboys should be, where it's like, let's make a couple, like let's make an AFC championship. I, I just think the Cowboys there. are more. They're more talented than the Ravens, though. So like, I I I disagree. So I'm thinking like Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, and then the, the NFC. I think Eagles, Niners, Cowboys. I think it's those six. I I think those six are the like six I, most. Talented I don't teams. see how the Cowboys are in the same tier. All the other teams have made AFC championships, and the, the Cowboys have not. They haven't gotten like they, that close. I mean, they they were in the divisional. They easily could have made it last year. They just yeah, but I mean, the, the Ravens have been in divisional games. They, they're still not that close. They're just I, not quite I there. I think they're pretty close. I don't know. I I definitely in this year. This year is I think like this past year they lost they lost Zeke. They lost Dalton Schultz. Those are two big losses. They have multiple O line injuries. Was Zeke a big loss? No, but in terms of an organizational. Like he's been with the franchise for a while. He's a big organizational piece, even though he stinks. But Dalton Schultz was a big loss. Yeah, he's I a massive loss. Um, so I another thing is they've never really replaced that second receiver since Cooper left. Um, 
And that, that's been a big hit. I think their defense is really good. Their secondary is, is all right. Uh, Teron Diggs is out for the year. That's gonna. Yeah, that's a very so big that's loss. A, that's a big I just. Injury, I don't but, see the, you know. the the Cowboys being quite on the tier that you have them at. I think they have really, really talented. Like I think they're very top heavy. They're like top talented players are really good. Tony Pollard, Michael Parsons, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, Dak Prescott are really good. But like if you look at like the Ravens, you said they're more talented. The Ravens. The Ravens have probably. You take away like take away the top three players on each team. They probably have the next eight to ten players. Uh, I mean, the Ravens definitely have probably more Pro Bowl appearances. They have more All Pros, hundred percent. The Ravens, like, if they are healthy, especially this year, you look at their mm-hmm. their receiving core. They have five guys that were first round picks. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they they just in terms of talent, the Ravens are one of the more talented teams in the league. It's just a matter of staying healthy. Yeah, and they never. Yeah, so I guess they also have a league MVP on their team. The Cowboys do not have a league MVP on their team. Um. So, I mean, the the, the, the uh, so Micah Parsons. <laughs> Pretty he won't close. win the league. It's a quarterback's award, so he um, won't win. Yeah, but he's he's one of the best ten players in the NFL for sure. Ten, dude. He he's the Five. best. He's the best player. If you take those two teams and match together, he's the best player. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. He's the I'm best not player. disputing that. But yeah. the Ravens, I would argue, the Ravens have like the next five, like a hundred percent. They probably have the next five. Lamar think, Jackson would a hundred percent be Jack's there. Still really good. Raquan, no, he's he's, he's not that good. good. He's, he's not that really good. Solid. No, I don't agree. Let's let's keep it moving here though. Um, next up we have the Bengals. Um, so the Bengals are what one and two now? Yeah. Do I have that correct? One and two. Um, and they uh they've had a weird start. It doesn't look like Burrow's hundred percent. Um they barely beat the Rams at home. Uh not a great uh resounding win. They lost to the Browns twenty four to three. They lost to the Ravens twenty seven twenty four. Two of these three games have been at home. Two of their losses against divisional opponents. Concernometer. So I if this was last season, because they basically did the same thing last year. They they went one and two. They lost divisional games. Burrow looked like crap. Uh, but Burrow was healthy. Uh, this time, Burrow is not healthy, and they keep on playing him. And the injury's not going to go away if they keep on playing him. It's just going to linger. So eventually, he's going to have to sit at some point in time, in my personal opinion. Um, or the calf injury is just going to linger. So if we're going to see an 80% Joe Burrow, yeah, 80% Joe Burrow is better than like almost everyone in the league. Uh, I mean, he's so good. Uh, it really is. It's almost better than every other quarterback in the league. Um, but 80% Joe Burrow is not winning a Super Bowl. Um, so my concernometer for the Bengals, I'm going to go at a six. I'm actually decently concerned for the Bengals. Um, and I still think they'll be a good team, but let's look at the division. The Ravens, at a very not healthy pace, beat them at home by three. Um, and even if 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 we say let's put both its teams at the best, I mean the Ravens were demolished that game in terms of health. They had I think like seven or eight starters out on week two, which is crazy. This week it's it's looking like it's ten or eleven. Um, so I I think that was a very unimpressive loss. The Browns have been in a very unexpected surprise. They look really good, um, especially defensively. They look astonishingly good. They look like they have like a historically great defense. Um, I think the Bengals have an uphill battle. If this is the play they're going to continue at, and even if it's not, Joe Burrow's health is a big issue. So I'm going to put the Bengals at a six. I do think they could swing it around. I still will hold true. If Burrow gets healthy and they maybe sit him for a week or two, they still have Super Bowl aspirations. They were my Super Bowl pick. Um, So I think they can get there. But for now, I'm at a six. I'm decently concerned about the Bengals. So I, I'm going to give the Bengals a five. I, I mostly agree with everything you said, um, because like you said, I mean, 
I'm worried about Joe Burrow's health. That's that's the reason. If Joe Burrow is healthy, um, obviously this number would be lower um, because you know I would have much more faith that they can you know get back on track, and win a lot of these games. But they're in a tough division. It's the AFC North. Um, you know, first place schedule. So if you look at the games coming up, like they have the Titans tomorrow. That's a winnable game. You know, it's a way, but they you know they better win that game. Um, then they have the Cardinals on the road as well. Uh, not, I don't think it's a tough test. Better win that game, basically. And then the next three games, they have the Seahawks, who I think are a really solid team. They go at San Francisco, who I think would probably is probably the best team in the NFL right now. And then they are at home against the Buffalo Bills, which is obviously going to be a tough game. So those are just three tough games in a row. They're one and two right now. I think they kind of have to win these two relatively easy games they have in the Titans and Cardinals. And then they have a tough slate after that. I mean, just in general, their schedule's pretty tough. So they really have to make sure that they are getting back on track quick. And that's going to be tough because they're just in this dilemma where it's like, well, you play Joe Burrow and you do have a better chance of winning because he's still, even if he's not 100%, he's definitely better than whoever the backup is. Um, And you need to win these games because you're one and two. But if you keep playing him, he's less likely to get healthy. But then if you sit him out, you're more likely to lose. So it's it's definitely a tough dilemma to be in um, if you're the Bengals. And so I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm at a five right now. I still have... Uh, faith, I, I still, as of now, do still think they'll make the playoffs. Um, but I am, I am concerned. I am. So next up, let's go over the Jaguars. Um, and with my rating here, I want to preface. Let's let's put in perspective the teams. The the reason my rating is high on the Bengals is because I think they have Super Bowl aspirations, and they are very far from it right now with a hurt quarterback. We look at the Jaguars. Let's look at their three games. They beat the Colts away by ten. That seems like a reasonable victory. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost to the Chiefs at home, 17-9. to um, Probably could have played better in that game, but I don't think we expect them to be beating the Chiefs. They then lose to the Texans by 20. Really bad game. To me, if you look at in terms of where I think they could be, um, they probably have, in my opinion, similar aspirations to the Cowboys. Apparently to you, less than the, cow- they're, less they're than the Cowboys. To good. me, I think the Jags can get to a divisional game and probably lose. That's about where I think the, the Cowboys can be. The Cowboys have more talent than the Jags. The Jags here played kind of the same setup as the Cowboys, to be honest, um, except the Cowboys looked a little bit better in the first two games. Um, so A lot better in the first two games. They d- dismantled yeah. the New York football Giants, so, and they looked incredible. We have the Jags in two expected results uh, and one unexpected result. You have the Cowboys with two expected results, one unexpected result. Um, so in terms of where I think the Jaguars can be, I think their ceiling is basically where the Cowboys were last year, um, reaching a divisional game. I'm not comparing with Cowboys. I'm saying reaching a divisional game and losing. Like that's where I think that the Jags ceiling is. To me, I still think they can be on track for this. So my concern for them is lower than the Bengals. I'm going to put my concern for the Jags at a four. Um, and I, I think it's just because they're not super far off of where I expect them to be. Uh, that's kind of the main part of it. I, I think the Jags will get back on track and they'll win 10 games this year. They're in a horrendous division um, and uh, the, they're kind of getting the offense together. They're figuring things out. Now, if they stay where they are here um, and I mean, they're averaging like 20 points a game. That's not enough. You have to put up more points with Trevor Lawrence, Calvin 
uh, Ridley. Uh, you, you have Evan Ingram, uh, Travis Etienne. You have good players on this team. You have to be putting up points. They have the talent to do it. Um, so they got to put up some points. This will be a big game tomorrow in London for them against a, a Falcons team I really don't think is that good. Um, I expect a, a high-scoring game from them um, to get back on track. So it's a four for me, Trevor. Um, I... I was between a five and six. Ultimately, I settled on a five for the Jaguars. Um, I I mean, they ha- they haven't looked good, that's for sure, in these first three weeks. Um, they had the win over the Colts, which was fine, but they only could score nine points against Kansas City Chiefs. And again, maybe the Chiefs' defense is good. Like, it seems like they have been much be better good. this year, it seems um, like. You know, so, you know, don't want to put a ton of stock, but, you know, that wasn't a great uh, result, a result for them at home. And then, obviously, the Texans one's terrible. So the Jaguars have not looked good this season. Trevor Lawrence has not played super well. Part of it's, uh, again, from what I've heard, from what I've seen, part of it's is his receivers dropping his passes. Uh, maybe part of it's him as well, a little bit of both. But the Jaguars have not looked good. So I, I'm at a five, but um, I yeah, I'm I'm certainly concerned because they don't they don't look good, and it's not really that we know of. I, I don't think there's a ton of injuries. They just aren't playing super well. So. I don't know. The ja- the Jaguars were a weird team last year. They started off pretty bad last year and made a big run. So maybe they could do something similar, but uh, definitely an important game against the Falcons in London that they need to win. Yeah. Um, next up here for our concern meter, we have the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, the Chargers have had a weird season with way too much talent on the team. Uh, they are putting up points. Uh, they lost to the Dolphins by two, which maybe you could argue is not that bad of a loss, especially In with hindsight. what we've seen the, the Dolphins doing. They lost by three to the Titans uh, at home in overtime. Again, maybe you say that's not a terrible loss. I mean, that's – or away. They were away. They were in Tennessee. Um, you know, that's that's a tough game, I guess. I, I don't know. That, that one's kind of tough. Um, you also have uh, the game they just won, beating the Vikings away. Uh, so they've played two away games. They just beat the Vikings by four. My concernometer is pretty low for them. Um, they they are one and two. The Titans' loss isn't great. It was an OT. It was a close game. They've been playing a lot of close games. Um, in terms of the team's talent, my concern's not that high. However, there's more than just talent on the field. You have coaching, right, Trevor? Mm-hmm. And Brandon Staley, um, how can I put? What's the best way to put this? Sucks. He's terrible. Terrible coach. Um, just awful. So my concernometer for the t- the team itself is maybe a two. For Brandon Staley, it's maybe a seven. I'm going to average this out to like a four, maybe a five. So we'll, we'll go four. We'll go four uh, for the Chargers in terms of concern. Um, they're going to lose games because of Brandon Staley. He just stinks. Um, but the talent's there. They definitely can be a good team. Uh, Justin Herbert's great. Um, so it's a four for me, Trevor. Yeah, I'm in a six. Um, and I think... So it's it's a couple things because Justin Herbert has still been playing pretty well for sure. I mean, he played very well in that Vikings game. He had, you know, three touchdowns, 405 yards, 40-47. Like, he played very well, and he's played well in a couple of these other games. Um, obviously, the biggest concern with the Chargers is Staley. They need to get get rid of him, get rid of him yesterday, uh, fire him, um, get a new coach. It's, you know, it's past the point of uh, thinking that he can be the coach of this team. Uh, they have too much talent. They have Justin Herbert. They have good receivers, um, you know, de- pretty good running backs. They got Austin Eckler back there. Uh, defense might need, you know, here and there some work, but the defense is like relatively talented as well. So 
This is a pretty talented team. You need to get a better coach in there ASAP because this is a team who, yes, they're young. Yes, Justin Herbert was his third year now. It's not as pressing of as a situation as maybe the Bengals or, or maybe the, uh, I don't know, some of these other teams, the Bills, who it's like their windows now, they need to win pretty soon. Chargers might have a little bit more wiggle room, but at the same time, uh, with talent like this, uh, you know, you never know when a window is going to close. So I think this is a Chargers team who they got to get in a better coach. Um, and because this this game management, especially at the end of the games, is always going to be worried about the Chargers. It was, you know, part of the reason they lost last year in the playoffs after blowing a massive lead. It's how they've lost over and over again that we've seen the past couple of years. And uh, it's it might be how they lose in the, the wild card round of the playoffs this year, if they even get to the playoffs, which, again, my concern on meters is six. I actually, in, in the preseason, I predicted they would not make the playoffs, and I stand by that. I do not think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs, even though their talent says that they should. So it's a six for me. Interesting. Last up on our concerno meter here, Trevor, is not a team. It's our tribal council segment. We uh, put the Cardinals and Texans down. They both had pretty convincing wins against good teams. How concerned are you for, for us, Trevor? I gave us an eight. I, I was going to give <laughs> us, an, us eight an eight, too. <laughs> I'm very concerned about our tribal council segment. And again, there's our all already a small margin of error in this segment because we have to pr- essentially guess the playoff teams. And every week we have to eliminate a team. We have eliminated the Cardinals and Texans so far. Uh, I'm, I'm still like the Cardinals. They're, you know, they're not they're not going to make the playoffs. Well, actually, let me take that back. I don't want to jinx it. But um, they, they still, I don't think, are a very good team. The Texans, this AFC South division is not a good division. It's not. And I, I guess if I'm saying, like, I guess I do still think the Jaguars are going to win this division, but, like, I'm not super confident in it. I already talked about the Jaguars. So, yes, I'm concerned about our Tribal Council segment. Um, it, it's, it shouldn't, it, it should not be a concern after two weeks. It should not be. No. We have a shouldn't. lot of weeks to, to go through here. So I am very concerned. Yeah. I, I also gave us an eight. It's, I'm just concerned. I, I really want to complete the challenge and like do it, uh, and like successfully. So I'm, I'm a little nervous, but, uh, let's get into it. Let's, let's do our tribal council segment, um, right now. So we do have Ben's take. Ben said, uh, the Chicago Bears. Uh, no other explanation besides Chicago Bears. I also was going to go Chicago Bears, and I think you were going to go Chicago Bears as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, pretty sad. Um, it, it just stinks because I feel bad, as I've already talked about, for the Bears. But I agree. I think they should be the team. They've had three pretty bad losses. Uh, Packers, Bucks, Chiefs. All by double digits. The Chiefs, they lost 41-10. It was a blowout, not even close. And they play the Broncos tomorrow in a true, like, like whoever loses should get relegated. <laughs> Battle of the worst. Battle of the maybe the two worst teams the in the Broncos NFL. The Broncos might be next on the cross. And, the, and if, the, if the, I'll tell you, I think we should cross up the Bears. If the Bears beat the Broncos and the Bears are in Chicago, they're at home. If the Bears beat the Broncos, the Broncos are going to be the, it's the Broncos are going to be it next week. Yep, I um, agree. But yeah, I, I do think it's the Bears. Um, again, you can argue it should be the Broncos this week because they lost by 70. Um, however, I I don't know. I, I guess I just think the Bears are a worse team. I think they have uh, I think their hopes are even more dire than the Broncos. So I lean toward them. 
but the Broncos are also a team that was under consideration here for me. Yeah, I mean, the Bears are just terrible. They're awful. Um, this was an easy one for me. Uh, I think this was an easy one across the board. The Broncos, you're 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 up. You're on deck now, uh, Denver. You, you win this game, and you're still probably getting. <laughs> there's probably no result in this game that would make me alter my opinion. By the way, Broncos concernometer, and again, it's not like we thought they were going to be a good team. That's why we didn't talk about them. But it's ten. It's yeah, 10. yeah. They just suck. They're they're terrible. Sean Payton came we're- in. He was so supposed to turn around. It's not happening. They lost. They lost. They put seventy points. I mean, it's it's insane. Real quick, one team we didn't mention on Concernometer that I think we should talk about is the Vikings. Do you want to? You want to do a, a little? 10. Do you want to do a little surprise Vikings? But I'm also not insanely surprised because I didn't think they would be good this year, and they're not. They're not so good. Here's here's ultimately. Let's mention number one first here. Number one is they 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 way overplayed. Um, in terms of how, yeah, the, the, yeah. the record was a massive overachieve. 14 yeah. wins was cr- just an insane amount. And they, they did play really well last year. Um, they won a lot of close games. This year, it just seems like the, just the opposite is happening. Yeah. They lost to the Eagles by six. That's a respectable loss away too. Their other games at one or both at home, they lost by four points or less in both them to the Buc- uh, the Buccaneers and the Chargers. The Buccaneers is a rough loss. The Chargers, um, is, is, those teams are kind of comparable, in my opinion. Um, they're teams that can kind of sneak into the playoffs, get in the playoffs with 9-10 wins. To me, the Vikings can get to a 10-win team. They have the talent to do it, especially offensively. With Hawkinson, Addison, Jefferson, Kirk Cousins been playing out of his mind this year. The defense seems to be really struggling, um, and that, that stinks for them. I actually am not, I'm not a 10 on the Vikings. I'm really not. I, I know they're 0-3, and they definitely do. They We should they're be concerned. About be, they're about to be 0-4 when they lose to my Carolina Panthers. I Look, if they lose to the Panthers, <laughs> I'll put them at a 10. Yeah. Right now, I'm going to put them at a 7. I, I'm at a 7 for the Vikings. I think they'll get it back on track a little bit here, um, and they'll start uh, competing in these games. I mean, think about last year. Last year, if they, it's four point four and three-point losses. Last year, they just win those games. They're 2-1. We don't talk about mm. this. So I think it's kind of the same... Like, to me, it feels the same as last year, just they got luckier last year. That's kind of the only difference. Yeah, the, the luck is evening out. They were insanely lucky this yeah. year. They might be insanely unlucky this year. Yeah. And that might be the difference between 13-4 and four and, like, 6-11. Six six yeah. yeah. uh, before we wrap up here, let's, we can talk about some games we're excited for. Uh, just very briefly, um, to me, there's there's really two games. we got Ravens-Browns. This is a big defining game, I think, for both these teams. Um, I think the Browns are going to win. I don't really think that's, like, the big thing. Uh, if the Ravens get like demolished, that's not good. Even with all their injuries, if they can keep it close and play with the Browns, where the Browns are, I mean, the Browns are pretty much fully healthy. I know Watson has like a little thing, but the Browns are pretty much healthy. If they can play with the Browns in Cleveland, that's that's a very impressive. Uh, uh, that would be a victory in itself for me. I'm not expecting them to win. If they somehow pull off a win, that would be incredibly impressive. Um, for the Browns, I think the Browns having like a very convincing win to me really propels them to the top of the division. I think w- beating the Ravens in a very convincing way, even with all these injuries, I would personally be very impressed and I would be like, all right, the Browns are true contenders for the division. Um, now I think I'm like, I'm like 60% sure they're there. Um, I'm interested to see how Watson does today should be another good day from Watson. Um, the Ravens defense, especially, uh, secondary wise, just destroyed similar to the, the Titans secondary is just God awful. 
Um, they 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 have multiple pass rushers out. Kyle Vinoy just got signed to to the roster. He got act he got activated from the practice squad. They're they're really on the end here of you know who's playing on the defense. Linebackers are healthy. That's good. Secondary very unhealthy. Not good. Uh, Watson should have a field day throwing today. Um, he should just like the Titans game. I'm calling it now on the podcast. When it happens, don't be surprised. Um, so that game I'm really excited about. The other game I want to talk about very, very briefly here is Bills and Dolphins. Big test for the Dolphins today in a very good Bills team. We are going to see actually how good the Dolphins are. Yeah, I mean, the Bills and Dolphins is certainly the game of the week by far. Um, and it's probably the game of the season so far for me. Honestly, it might be. Um, very excited to see Bills-Dolphins um, because the Bills haven't really played i mean let's see they had i mean they played the jets the first game of the season uh you know they knocked out the raiders and commanders in conv- convincing fashion both pretty bad teams um and so honestly I, I i you framed it as tough for the test for the dolphins i think the dolphins are in the driver's seat i think i'd almost frame this as more of a test for the bills because i think the dolphins have been the better team so far the bills have played no one um so far so let's see how good the bills actually are um at home against the dolphins stamp very excited i feel like we know how good the bills are that's why i was like the dolphins were really Mm -hmm. testing to see like the the bills are a good team not a great team we know this i think i know how good the dolphins are are the dolphins like great i mean we don't really know yet i think well i i think they're better so far they've been better than the bills i i agree that's what i'm saying that's why it's a test like if they can really beat up on the bills they're better than a good team you know so that's why i think it's more of a test for them yeah um so we'll see that game's gonna be really good as far as ravens browns this isn't gonna make sense but i see two possible scenarios of how this game ends up a the browns win convincingly by like two touchdowns something like that or the ravens keep it close and the browns completely fumble the bag and they blow the game and the ravens win a very close one on like the last second field goal those are the two result that's that's how it's going to happen if it's a close game the browns will not win if it's a blowout the Browns are going to win. I can I can definitely see that. I I think the the Browns blowout is going to be way more likely. I I I think it is super underrated. Like I don't think it's talked about enough how big these Ravens injuries are. I guess we kind of saw it against the Colts this past week. I still think their secondary is pretty good. Uh, not they they have, no one's playing on the secondary. They're they, on like their third they, string. They quarter. are fielding. They are fielding players, right? I mean, they're fielding players, but who but are who are going to play well? They they, are, they don't have. They are going to play. Let's put it this way: coming into the season, the secondary, well. this coming into the season, the secondary was like abysmal. Everyone was like very worried because they're like, we need cornerbacks. The and, Ravens? Oh yeah, yes. They lost Marcus Peters. It was a big loss. If if they're fully healthy, they're still one of the best secondaries. In the no, not yeah, this they year. They they are very very down know. this year. But not only are they not fully healthy, they're two most important players on defense. Marcus Williams and Marlon Humphrey are out and out for the foreseeable future. And I've been out this whole year. They are both all pro players on max contracts um, and they aren't playing. And the rest of the secondary is trash. So, yeah, very bad. I'm going to use an analogy. I, I've been reading uh, my Friday Night Lights book about like the actual story of the Permian Panthers, um, a team who, you know, they have quite a few state championships. It's the 1988 football season. And weirdly enough, this is a, you know, football high school football means everything in texas especially you know then i mean it still does but the like the permian panthers didn't have a lot of like nfl draft like there weren't a lot of players that end up going to the nfl it, it just meant so much they they practiced so hard and they would find ways to win games and they were really successful and they just 
they had a really good team, even though they didn't have like these insanely great athletes that were going to go and make the NFL. The Ravens can still win games, even if they don't have what you perceive as a very talented roster, they can still find ways to win. And that's why if they do it against the Browns with third string cornerbacks who, who play out of their minds today, uh, you know, covering these Browns receivers and, you know, one of them brings back a pick six against Sean Watson. I would not be surprised at all. And I think it definitely might happen. Um, I, I'm picking the Browns, but like, I'm not confident in, in that game at all. Look, Trevor, I, I love your optimism for the Ravens. Unfortunately, history and statistics are not on your side. Last year, when Lamar Jackson went out, the Ravens were in first place in the AFC at eight and three. Their next six games, they went one and five. Is he playing? He is. He's playing. He's playing. But they have more injuries now than no, they did then. That doesn't matter. They, you, your stat just validated what I said. No, what I'm saying when is Lamar that Lamar plays. The they injuries win. are too much. The injuries are too Lamar's much. Lamar's not injured. Lamar isn't injured, and that is the the best if, thing. If Lamar, the best is, player on the field, is not injured. If and that's Lamar important. is healthy and John Harbaugh's on the sideline, they true. can beat the Browns. It is the best coach and the best quarterback in the league. Well, so. I wouldn't go that far. One of those things is true. One of those mm, things not. As I wouldn't true. go that far. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up the pod there for today. Um, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, Trevor? Um, I mean, those are the two best games. We got Seahawks Giants Monday night. Um, I know the Giants. Um, the record says that they're not a good team. They're one and two. I don't know. I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I still think I'm holding on to a little bit of faith in the Giants for some reason, but we'll Giants see. Giants are an all right team. I they think. play, they play the Seahawks who are one of Seahawks my, Seahawks are also an all right uh, team. I, I, I just love watching the Seahawks. So can't wait to see that game. Other than that, Patriots, Cowboys can, can the Patriots hang with the Cowboys at all? We yeah. will see, uh, Chargers Raiders just, is usually a good game, even though the Raiders kind of suck. Um, for and some reason, the Chargers suck. Potentially, Chargers suck. Um, that those games when the Raiders and Chargers play seem to always be close. So that should be a fun one as well. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap up the pod there for today. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, go check out our website, thesmallballers.com. Link is in the description. Five Seconds of Fame came out yesterday. Um, well, when you well, this is coming it's out. out. This, yeah, it's out. Just it's out. So go listen to that. Uh, get up to date with Big Brother. Um, so definitely check that one out. Um, follow us on Twitter at the Small Ballers to stay up to date with all of our podcasts that go live. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons!